We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. The baseball game is over. It's time for the Bayview Shade and Blind postgame show with Tim Allen on The Fan. It is a final from Miller Park, and the results are not good as the Brewers fall 5-1 in Game 3 of this four-game set. Tim Allen on the Bayview Shade and Blind postgame show. Sam Schmitz is here as well as, uh, yeah, back, back to old standard again. Uh, one run, that's all they get is one run. Somebody once said that somewhere, but, you know, they fall in this one. I, I'm super disappointed in this loss here, and, what that comes down to is, again, not getting the big hits when you need them. You got base runners in this one. You did. They had uh, six, let's see, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 13, unofficially, 13 base runners that I'm aware of in the nine innings. 13 men were on base, and they get one run across home play. I mean, that's just... This, it looks like that is going to be the uh, ongoing story for the remaining 27 games. Now, the, the good news here is that you, know, you start out this second half of the season, the second 30 games, if you will, uh, with a 2-1 and one mark. So you can, you can do that a little bit better. And most people, you know, I had my hopes up for the sweep uh, and was somewhat expecting it. But most people would say, hey, 3 of 4 against the Pittsburgh Pirates, that'd be fine. And it looks like they're, well, they are in a position to get that done. Uh, Sam, you may want to check. And we, uh, we haven't uh, received word yet about who is going to start tomorrow's game for the Brewers. I don't know if that may be a bullpen game or if, if that's something I missed yet because of the double header. You go with Lynn Bloom and Hauser on Thursday, and that kind of got all things uh, out of sync a little bit. Brandon Woodruff, after today's performance, is headed out, so you don't know really when you're going to get him back uh, away for the birth of his child. So I don't think, Sam, to my knowledge, they've announced anybody. No, still to be announced, but going for Pittsburgh tomorrow is Trevor Williams. Okay, yeah, so we'll find out who's on the hill. But but again, uh, the Brewers are in a situation to take three or four, and I think for most fans, unlike me, I mean, maybe there's a couple like me, I suppose, uh, most fans uh, realize that, hey, to sweep anybody in a three-game set is, is tough. To sweep them in a four-game set is tougher. And uh, they'd be fine with three or four. So they're still in a position to do just that uh, as the Brewers fall in this one. We go back. We're going to hear from Craig Council coming up in a little while. Interesting in this, and, and again, I'm not going to get on uh, Council too much today about his lineup, but 
really interested, uh, interesting, I should say, that, that Bob Euchre on the broadcast was sort of saying, hey, Sogard hits a walk-off yesterday and kind of thought he'd be in the lineup today. And so, yeah, you know, you had Jed Jerko, a couple of home runs on Friday and then wasn't in the lineup yesterday. Now, yesterday at work, you could, you could say that. But, again, I'm not sure that that matchup thing is really the way to go at this point. I think it's, it's, it's a part of it. It's a factor in the equation, but uh, you may have to do something, some things a little bit different. And, Sam, last time we talked, when was it? Thursday? Was the last time we were on, on a show together was Thursday. Yeah. So we had talked about lineups on Thursday. It was really interesting and significant because over the weekend, you know, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, we see a transition. Now, there were two significant points that you and I discussed on Thursday, and that was, number one, for me, it was separating Yelich and Keston here. I didn't really understand why because it hasn't worked all year. And I'm not blaming just those two on this offense. We're just talking a little bit of lineup thing here. We had dis- I had discussed that, hey, wh- who made the rule to attach these guys at the hip, either 2-3 or, or the other way around? And, and lo and behold, at the weekend's end here, we have a separation, Yelich batting second and Keston Hira batting fifth in this lineup today. So check that box for the Bayview Shade and Blind postgame show. And then we'll check another box, Sam. As you said, on Thursday, I had talked about possibly Orlando Arcia up toward the top as a leadoff guy. Lo and behold, at the weekend's end, here we are. Your boy, Luis Urias, in the leadoff spot. Nicely done, Sam Schmitz. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, that's what, that was his idea on Thursday of what you would change with the lineup. And uh, again, I'm, I make no mistake about this. I'm not saying that Craig Council does anything that the media talks about. I'm not saying that. But it just shows, the point is, it just shows that change has got to be made a little bit quicker this year. It does. And, and now we're seeing that over the weekend. Wholesale changes? Yeah, a little bit, I think. I think you could, you could say that's the definition of this, that it was a little bit of a wholesale change. You got Keston Hira dropped way down to fifth. He's been batting two or three the entire season. Luis Urias, who was basically in a holding pattern of seven, eight, or nine, mainly eight. And uh, and then this kid is your leadoff hitter all weekend. Pretty interesting. It really is. And it's all in an effort to get the offense going, of which they did not today, that's for sure. Uh, in the first inning, as we recap the game, the Brewers, uh, neither team scored. The Brewers did threaten in the bottom half. Runners at the corners, not to be for Keston Hira. Polanco, a solo homer in the second inning off Woodruff, gives the uh, Pirates a lead at that time in the second inning. Another base runner for the Brewers in that second inning. Into the third inning, Woody, a couple of punch outs. You're thinking he's sort of settling in there five K's through three innings in a one-zip game. More base runners for the Milwaukee Brewers. Bottom half of the third. Urias, a base hit. Uh, Yelich then reaches on air. First and second, nobody out. And this is what's going to be the turning point with the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove, Wisconsin. Events and track rental information, greatlakesdragway.com. Jerko then with a strikeout for the first out. This is bottom of the third. Braun then a fielder's choice to put runners at the corners again with two outs and again for Keston Hira. Only this time, Keston comes through. 
see if Hira can run into one here. And this is into center field. That's going to drop, and that's plenty good enough for the Brewers to get their first run. As Arias is in from third, RBI single from Hira, and we are tied at one. Yep, handle shot off the bat of Keston Hira. That fastball up, fastball in, and able to dump it in front of Martin in center. And so the Brewers on the board here in the third. Yeah, we'll take that in that third inning, 1-1 at that point. But, uh, again, the reason the turning point, two on, nobody out. Your offense is kind of in a groove a little bit. Believe it or not, it kind of is. You're seeing, you know, the last uh, handful of games that uh, that they, they sh have shown that they can get it done. And it just didn't turn out just a flare shot base hit RBI and the Brewers did tie it at that point didn't take long however to retake the lead for Pittsburgh uh, starting that fourth inning a base hit and a two-run shot by Josh Bell boom and bang and it's now three to one and you're looking up at a uh, two-run deficit uh, nothing for the Brewers in that bottom of the fourth inning Woody then gets himself into a little bit of trouble he gives up a run there. That's a strange play, Sam. I don't know. Maybe after we get to our break, we'll come back and, and play that for the are you kidding me moment of the game. But I'm not quite sure I understand how they didn't you know, call that runner out before the other runner scored. I, I'm not sure. It looked pretty clear on TV. Looked clear. We'll, we'll break that down in just a second. But that was the deal uh, in, that, uh, in that fourth inning. Yeah. Uh, to no avail, that run counted, and now it's four to one into the bottom of the fifth inning. Four to one through five, and Woody's day is done. Just the uh, five innings of uh, the uh, four runs given up. That's yeah, that's just not good. Pirates scratch uh, across another run in the seventh inning off uh, Claudio and Yardley collectively five to one into that seventh inning and. Stays that way, as you know. Uh, bases loaded in the seventh inning. Tying run to the plate, two outs, and you get Justin Smoke up there. And again, as I've said all season long, I, I like overall what, what Smoke has been doing for the most part. He's not having nowhere near an all-star season. But I don't know if I've ever experienced this, guys. Uh, a hitter in a Brewers uniform down 0-2 more than Justin Smoke. I don't want to go scrolling through every single at-bat of his, and I'm sure somewhere we could find uh, if how many times um, he has been down 0-2, but it does seem like a lot to me. And uh, he was down 0-2 again. He strikes out at the end of that at-bat. Uh, J.P. Fireisen, how about a couple of scoreless innings uh, for the Brewers' bullpen? And there's your final 5-1 to one as the Brewers fall in game three of this four-game set, one to play. A little disappointed uh, I made the proclamation and certainly the hope that they would sweep and they were in good shape after an exciting win last night but just man this roller coaster Stephen Brault comes in with a 480 earned run average Sogard not in the game because he's a left-handed hitter facing Brault uh, Ben Gamble's in the lineup because, well, I don't know why. He's he's a left-handed hitter, so there would be some configuration where you could have replaced that. Not quite sure I understand that. Uh, if you want to comment uh, on a Sunday evening, 414-799-1250, uh, Brewers Baseball, and there's someone knocking on the door of the Brewers' front office, and they're saying, hey, is Josh Hader, yeah, might he be available? Uh, and who is that team? It, it almost upsets me that it's this particular team. 
We'll talk about that next. 5-1 final, Brewers fall. It's the Bayview Shade and Blind postgame show here on The Fan. It's the Bayview Shade and Blind postgame show. It's time for the Gene Wagner Plumbing Are You Kidding Me? moment of the game on The Fan. Gene Wagner Plumbing, celebrating over 50 years in business. For any residential, commercial, or industrial plumbing needs, go to GeneWagnerPlumbing.com. All right, 5-1, the final as the Brewers fall in game three of this four-game set. Okay, look, the good news is they have an opportunity to take three of four with a victory tomorrow. That is the good news. The bad news, well, the offense went AWOL again. Um, To my account here, my notes, 13 base runners in just that one run. That's um, that's just, just the same song and dance here is what it is. Are you kidding me? Moment of the game. Now, nah, this didn't really have anything to do with the uh, with the victory by the Pittsburgh Pirates, but we'll we'll play the uh, we'll play the highlight here from Fox Sports Wisconsin, and then just I, I just was wondering about a couple of things. We'll get to uh, a little rumor that's going around that someone inquired about Josh Hader as well. But check this out from today's game. And that's it in the air to left field, and that's down a base hit. Gonzalez rounding third. He'll score. Throw going into third. It'll be in plenty of time. And out at third. And the question is, did the run score? Gonzalez was in. The Brewers are going to inquire about it. Yeah, no kidding. That was close. C.B. Buckner giving the signal that the run counts. About to get the verdict. Maybe. Give it to him out. There you go. Thank you. No, it counts. Oh, I thought he was signaling out. No, it counts. Okay. Goodness. I think the Pirates are even confused. What is it? Is he safe or out? Tell us. He pointed at home plate like it counted, and he would have said no. I guess I'm not sure what they're talking about. Yeah, it's going to count. Yeah. Wow. Okay. That's terrible. Wow. That sink was not. So the runner's at first and second, and then there's a base hit, and, and you flag it down. The runner from second, he's, he's going to try and score. The runner from first is trying to go from first to third, uh, and they go, it's a 7-5 put out. And uh, the put out was made prior to the original runner at second base touching home play. Now, Sam, you saw it. Pretty clearly looked as if he was out before the foot was on home plate. That run should not have counted. Are you kidding me? Yeah, I mean they even had a they the the controversial part was the synced up part where they had a view of the home plate from the like a bird's eye view, and then the view of like um, Urias tagging out the runner on third. But they had a better view before they even went to that of the uh, it's like a line from the Brewers dugout where you could see you know the third baseline yep. and all that. And even so, you could kind of see it there. It wasn't crystal clear, but, I mean, I just don't know. I get, like, sometimes New York has a different view from the game and what the umpires are looking at at the, at the Jumbotron and all that, but I just don't know, like, what possible evidence they could have had or what their explanation was for that one. Yeah, and why it took so long. Oh, I mean, aren't there time restrictions on this thing? I mean, they were playing a song in the background, and I I knew what it was. They they played the whole thing. It's like a three minute song. <laughs> yeah, like a three and a half minute song. That's crazy. 
but but again, and 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 guys, don't don't uh, don't misunderstand. I, I'm not saying that's the reason. It's just nice to have some controversial things to talk about, uh, honestly, because it it falls into a, a bigger picture, and that is just get rid of the replay, guys. Are we ever going to get there? Are we ever going to get to that part where it's, we still argue this? The, the whole intent of this replay thing was to make sure we didn't have a conversation like this on the radio. To where we didn't have this, or I guess in a weird marketing way, maybe they do want it that way. Where everybody's talking about a, a, a Gronkowski uh, pass interference in the end zone tomorrow. You know what I mean? Or a, a controversial play uh, in a uh, play at the plate or a play at third. And was he? Maybe they do want that. I don't think they do. Uh, what I think they want is an effort to get everything right, and really it hasn't done that. Overall, does it make it a little more right? Are the percentages there that they catch a few things here and there? For sure, they do. But the intent, certainly, it, it's to get everything right is impossible. It's impossible, whether you have it on, on video or not. Either way, it's impossible to get everything right. I don't know. Just, uh, just, just something. Are you kidding me? Moment of the game with uh, Gene Wagner plumbing. 414-799-1250. Uh, so someone knocked on the uh, office door of David Stearns with the trade deadline tomorrow. Anybody tradable here? Anybody that you see on this roster that's going to, you know, we're not going to miss too much and that you would take something in return? Justin Smoke going to get you anything? Uh-uh. Jed Jerko going to get you something? Nope. Sogard? Eh, maybe. Probably not, though. He was traded a year ago, so it's, it's possible. Uh, who else we got here? Um, you're not going to move Narvaez. You're not going to move Nottingham. You're not going to move Pena now that he's hurt. I mean, Braun? I think you net something there. Uh, Lindblom, I don't think you're going to probably get too much for him. Plus, he's fairly inexpensive, four or five hole pitcher. Has yet to reap. We have yet to reap the benefits of his uh, his talents. I don't know who else there is. Uh, a David Phelps, I guess. That probably would be one. So someone uh, knocked on that door, and it's L.A. Dodgers. This almost upset me for a second there. I had to catch myself after a minute or two. As good as the L.A. Dodgers are, wouldn't it be nice to be in a position to just go henpeck what they consider the minor leagues here in Milwaukee? Wouldn't it be nice to be in that position where money was not an issue? It didn't matter. Money's no factor at all. Yeah, we'll pay the luxury tax. We go over. It doesn't matter. Their payroll is, I don't know, $200 million? Maybe a tick under. Must be nice to be in that position. I don't blame them. I don't blame the Dodgers for trying to grab the best best bullpen arm uh, that the one organization here, in this case, the Brewers, have. I don't blame them for that, but it did irk me a little bit. Just for, just for a couple minutes there, and I had to catch myself and say, you know, what would you do if you were in the Dodgers situation? Of course, you're looking for one piece. Four one four seven nine nine twelve fifty. Go ahead, Sam. So according to John Heyman too on Twitter, he says Brewers are getting a ton of calls on hard throwing right handed pitcher Corbin Burns, but have little inclination to trade him. More likely to possibly go Brett Anderson and David Phelps, whose values and 
you know, escalating, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, no, I and 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 I didn't know that, but I I could see Phelps. That that one's a no-brainer. You know, the the I guess the Anderson a pretty decent veteran presence there. A a really good ground ball pitcher, I will say that. And actually holding his own now through, you know, last year I thought he had a had a pretty good season. I I that's well documented, 13 and 9, a 370 ERA, made 31 starts, a durable guy. He does chew up a fair amount of innings as well. I don't know if I'd be interested in having Brett Anderson in my bullpen, but as a starter, yeah, maybe if you're looking for that, you know, a four starter, I could see that. But Phelps, yeah, I could see them trading for a piece there. But but again, then on the other hand, you're still in a playoff chase here. Can the Brewers get by without a David Phelps? I don't know if there's anybody on this roster right now. I'm not knocking these guys. I'm just saying for what, you know, what another team may need and what they would have to give up. Yeah, Burns, that's interesting. I hadn't read that, uh, Sam, that they want Corbin Burns. Did they see the season Burns had last year? <laughs> Maybe not. I think they're just probably going off. They probably watched some YouTube highlights of his last outing. <laughs> yeah, maybe it was it was amazing the other day. <clears throat> All right, let's get to um, uh, Todd before the break. Here we're going to hear from manager Craig Council coming up. Todd, what's on your mind, baby? Shade and blind post game show. Oh, howdy, Timmy. Uh, nice to talk to you again. Um, boy, there's just so much to to really digest here in what another day. It's just uh, it's insane. And uh, just one real quick comment uh, about the. Uh, the, not the officiating, but uh, New York and all that. You know, they want they want perfection for an imperfect game, and they want to speed things up, but it, it, it just doesn't happen that way. Um, boy, I, I, it, it just the thing that kind of crossed my mind is, you know, I know he's not really proven that well as, uh, you know, maybe a, a Devin Williams. Um, after, this is my, this is my honest-to-God true thought after last night's game. When Hader walked in, what was it, three I'm thinking he has been traded. This deal is done. He's pissed, and wow. this is what's happening. And that's what that's the honest to God thought to me that came across my mind is this deal is done. And you know what? I'm not holding my breath about it. And I, the bottom of my gut tells me he's gone on Tuesday. Unfortunately, I think I think the deal's done. That's that's my gut reaction. You do. Okay. All right, Todd. Thanks for the call, man. Good hearing from you. Have uh, have a good rest of the weekend. I I would be stunned if Hater was on the move. Now, I will say this. You can't be afraid to trade either. We've talked about this for a decade and a half on this show. The Cardinals, and I use that as, as the example, they're never afraid to make trades. They are never afraid to make moves. I mean, I, I could name you player after player where you're like, man, the, how are they moving? Why would they move? But yet, you know, you, you track their uh, their progress after the trade, and you're like, okay, that's why they did it. That's why they did it. You can't be afraid to make those moves. I don't think there's many moves to be made here for the Brewers. Again, trade deadline conversation. The uh, The deadline is tomorrow. Now, on the other hand, <laughs> Would it be prudent for, for David Stearns to acquire some offense? I'm fine with their pitchers right now. 
all the way down the line. Collective starters, collective bullpen. I think that's good enough to get into the playoffs and see what happens. I am absolutely convinced of that. One thing that's hurting right now, we all know it, is the offense. Would it be um, acceptable to you guys to give up another piece in the minors for another Jonathan Scope-type player? Where you actually go out and got some offense. You acquired offense at the deadline a couple of years ago. Um, wouldn't surprise me, I guess, but I, I think they have what they have. And I, and I hate to punt on, on this question. I do. I don't think they're making a move. I don't think there's one move they'll make. Acquiring somebody? Uh-uh. Trading away someone? Nope. You got to remember, there's been some white flag deals, too. Uh, Doug Melvin, former Brewers GM, was involved with uh, a white flag deal in Texas. There's the big classic white flag deal in Chicago for the White Sox. When there are others, but that would be telling to me. I'd I'd be I I would be really upset if they just waved the white flag and said, "Hey, we're gonna we're gonna just get what we can get for a couple of these players." And Brett Anderson, that's actually a an interesting take on that. David Phelps wouldn't surprise me, the one piece to move, but I, I don't think there'll be any pieces. Uh, 414-799-1250. Uh, Mike, you're next. Bayview Shade and Blind postgame show. Hey, guys. Am I on? Yes, sir. I'll keep it short. I know you're going to get home and drown your sorrows after that. <laughs> well, it is Sunday night, and I am off tonight. So, yeah. 13 base. First of all, I'm at a console. He, you know, I thought I was batting lead off today. Anyway, what does he do? Take a lineup card and throw nine darts? And Hader, closers have bad games. Yeah. I think if they trade him, they better get someone who can deliver a clutch hit, and I'll leave you with that. Um, They are going to get a, a, a ton if they even move Josh Hader. Uh, if they would move Josh Hader. Sam, that would return a massive amount. It would. Not maybe you know um you know sort of uh, uh the one of the top 5 prospects in the game, but it would no. be multiple pl- prospects. It would be. Right, and you're probably talking about, you know, two to maybe even three uh yep. top 5 prospects in whatever team's organization that you would be trading yep. with, but I I mean I will say this, if if you are going to trade them, I don't think they will. But I think the Dodgers would be one of the only teams that really could give you an offer of what you would want. You know, it'd probably start with Gavin Lux and Dustin May, and then maybe fill in a couple more prospects and players here and there. Well, yeah, you're going to have to pay for that. Everybody has their price, but uh, again, it just—I I, just—I I, just—and and again, I don't want to punt on this, but it—it's true. I don't think they—they they move a player, man. If you—if you. If you uh, think that they should four one four seven nine nine twelve fifty. Maybe you're one the one that says go for it and actually acquire somebody. Move a Corey Ray. Move a you know pick one uh, Tristan Lutz. Move one of these guys. Mario Feliciano. And then go go acquire another corner uh, infielder. You <laughs> you've you've tried. I mean I I give them effort that they're. They're a team. <clears throat> they're a team right now that, you know, quite honestly, these are the types of players that are moved at a normal deadline, 
a Jed Jerko, a Justin Smoke, a Logan Morrison, a Brock Holt, an Eric Sogard. <laughs> Those are all guys that would be moved for offense, and they've already had that, and that didn't work. All right, 414-799-1250, the final. Council on the way. Also, Brandon Woodruff needs a congratulations. Maybe not necessarily for his performance today, but uh, in his personal life. It's the Bayview Shade and Blind postgame show, AM 1250 and 105.7 FM, The Fan. It's the Bayview Shade and Blind postgame show. Let's get the scoop from the skipper on today's game on The Fan. All right, Brewers fall in game three of this four-game set. 5-1 the final. They they had a lot of base runners. So, and if, yeah, if you get down on the offense a little bit by putting up just the one run, I will say this, they had 13 base runners in this game. So, I mean, that's a little bit of a change. You're still not coming through with the big, uh, with the big inning, the crooked number, the two, three-run home run, at least in this game. But, you know, the good news is you put the men on base. You continue to do that, and good things are going to happen. So, I, I'm just a little disappointed they didn't hit the pay window a little bit more uh, against Stephen Brault. I don't know what it is. Uh, the guy's got a sub-4 ERA and now 18 appearances against the Milwaukee Brewers. Dude's not that good. I'm sorry. He got about a 5 ERA this year. So he just didn't, didn't come through, and they made pitches you know, when they had to. So you credit them there. Wondering who's going to start tomorrow. We'll get to that in just a second. Also, uh, is there anybody on this team right now that you would move with the trade deadline tomorrow? I mean, you're going to see some action. You're seeing some activity uh, around the league in terms of some uh, somewhat minor deals. But is there anybody on this team that, that you would move? And and again, guys, Jed Jerko's not going to probably, and, and it's no knock on Jed Jerko, but he's probably not going to get you anything here. I mean, you could check. I, I certainly would check if, if indeed you wanted to move him. Everyone's got their price, as we've talked about. But, yeah, trade deadline is tomorrow. Kind of a weird season. Almost done with August and into September on, uh, what, Tuesday. Uh, Chevy MVB brought to you by Chevy. Uh, check out the new 2020 Chevy Silverado at your local Chevy dealer or at WisconsinDriveChevy.com. I, I think you lose 5-1. to one. You know where I'm going. Keston Hira. He's your Chevy MVB. I was thinking about giving it to J.P. Fireisen, too, a couple of scoreless innings out of that bullpen for the Wisconsin native. But we'll go with Keston here and knocked in the only Brewers run uh, in this ballgame, bottom of the third inning. In fact, we're going to hear from Keston here coming up in just a little bit. Let's get the scoop from the skipper. Here's counts after the loss. Craig, how, all things considered, how do you think Woody handled today with he handled today with he had to have something on his mind going out on the mound today and uh, with, with what comes next for him yeah I mean I, I think the start was you know just about um a couple of mistakes he made really um you know that uh that ended up hurting him that's that's three those are three of the runs right there um that's something he's been pretty good at avoiding this year um so that was um that was kind of the story to start for me. Craig, you had runners on base every single inning. No one, two, three innings. And uh, hard to believe you could only come away with one run. I think left, 13 guys left on base. You're that one, you were that one hit away a lot. Yeah, this this was that was the story today. Um, 
we, you know, every inning, you're right. We'd we put guys on, we had some good spots. We had hitters up. We wanted, we just, it just didn't ever, you know, it just didn't ever play necessarily. So, um, you know, a, a day of pressure, but not the big hit. Guys hot, you know, for any period of time, it's been elusive, hasn't it? Yeah, I mean, just the group, yeah. I mean, I think getting the group, um, you know, it, it's never going to be the same guy every day, but uh, the group, um, you know, as a kind of as a circle and, and somebody getting the big hit every day, um, yeah, that's been elusive. Craig, on that last run they scored, was the explanation that they didn't have definitive – like, what, what did the what did Buckner tell you there? Yeah, I mean, he said call stands, which means um, they obviously didn't. So, it, that, on that play, to me, it's that C.B. Buckner got the call wrong. You know, it's not the it's not the replay guys. It's, it's the home plate umpire got the call wrong, and I don't frankly think he was paying enough attention to the call. Um, and so he got it wrong. And then the replay guys, you know, didn't, didn't have any, um, they couldn't tell exactly when the tag was made was well, that was my view of it. That's, that's where the replay thing sometimes gets away from you. Right. It had the, the first umpire, the live umpire has got to make the right call, right. For you to have any real chance. Yeah. And I, and I think it, it was, it was, it's one of those plays where it, it's very likely he was tagged before the guy crossed the plate. I think that's what everybody saw. Um, but because there's no camera angle, they, they, they say call stands. Craig, Craig, the one inning that kind of sticks out for me is the seventh, you know, two outs, nobody on, then a walk, a hit by pitch, a hit by pitch. And they actually missed a foul tip on smoke that would have been strike three to give them another swing too. I mean, they're giving you all these opportunities. That's when you got to take advantage, right? When they're giving them to you. Well, I, I would, I, I mean, I, that's not the, I would point to first and second, nobody out with the middle, the middle of the lineup coming up um, as innings, we have to capitalize on more. Um, so, I mean, smokes, I mean, that, that's, two outs, two strikes, you know, we, we got an extra pitch there, but it's, um, you know, we got one, we got one extra pitch there. So, so it, when you got the first couple of guys on with it, with many opportunities, that's what you're talking about, right? Yeah. I mean, no outs first and second, that's, you know, that, that's big. That's you're thinking, you know, crooked number, a big inning. Um, at that point, the game is, I think it was one, nothing still at that point. Um, you know, those are innings that we got to, we got to cash in better on. Craig, you in position to tell us who's starting tomorrow? Uh, I am not. We're, we're going to uh, have a conversation after this here, um, and figure it out, but we'll have to, uh, yeah, we'll have to make some, make some moves here. Hey, Craig, just on, uh, Avi Garcia as well. Um, How's, how's his ankle doing? Is that a day-to-day -day thing or is that something? Yeah, he, he was unavailable today. It was pretty sore when he came in. So, um, yeah, it is day-to-day. -day. Um, we'll evaluate him tomorrow and, and see where we at. So we're at. It's the Bayview Shade and Blind Post Game Show. 
It's time to dive into the box score for today's game on The Fan. Brought to you by the Laborers International Union Local 113. Feel the power. On the web at liuna113.org. Yeah, I am so with you on that, Craig Council. I am with you 110%. It was the third inning in which first and second, nobody on. We called that the Great Lakes Dragway turning point uh, in this ball game. First and second, nobody out. You got to get going here. You got a 480 ERA guy in Brault. You got him up around 60 plus pitches in the third inning. And you can't capitalize on that. That is that is the disappointment for me right there. Not the bases loaded. It's guys, you know, it's two outs. Uh, you immediately are down 0-2 with Justin Smoke. It it, it kind of sort of affects even though one swing of the bat is is a big one, but it does ex- affect your expectations for me at least. Your expectations are a lot higher when you get a couple of runners on to start an inning, and then go through the beef of your lineup. That's when I expect more. So I'm with you 110% on that, Craig, no doubt. Uh, we're going to hear from Keston Hira coming up, knocked in the only run for the Brewers. And, uh, well, Sam, last time we did this, I had you read the, uh, the numbers here in uh, going into the box, inside the box. And, and the Brewers bounced back with a vent, uh, win the next day. The victory uh, sort of was this um, superstitious thing, and I, I don't think – I don't think anybody is across the board not superstitious. Don't we all, especially in baseball, baseball players, coaches, managers, fans, we all do certain things that are superstitious, right? Yeah, I mean, just look at, you know, guys who enter the box. They had to take, you know, adjust their batting gloves every time. Some guys got to draw a cross or whatever right outside the yep. batting box. So everybody's got their superstitions, especially in baseball. Yeah, and so last time you read the box, the Brewers won the very next day, and we'll do that again today. The numbers are not pretty here. Uh, not at all. That's kind of being generous, actually, I think, to say the least. All right, we'll start with Luis Urias leading off things. He went one for five today with a run, also striking out at the plate three times today. Christian Yelich, 0 for four. He is now batting 195. Jed Jerko, two for three today with a walk and a strikeout. Uh, Ryan Braun, at the DH spot today as well, 0 for 4. Keston Hira, 1 for 4 with an RBI and two strikeouts. Uh, Mark Mathias, 1 for 3, nothing to show there. Orlando Arcia, 0 for 4 as well. Ben Gamble, 1 for 2. Jacob Nottingham, 0 for 3. Ben Gamble also did draw two walks. Jace Peterson, no bats to show for. And Justin Smoke, 0 for 1 with the strikeout. We all know that one. And Omar Narvaez, 0 for 1 as well. Today's pitchers, as you said before, Brandon Woodruff, five innings pitched, four and runs given up on four hits with three walks and seven strikeouts. He would receive the loss today. He is now two and three. Alex Claudio came in afterwards for an inning and two-thirds, giving up one run on one hit and racking up two strikeouts as well. Eric Yardley, third of an inning, no runs, two hits. That's all for Eric Yardley today. J.P. Fireisen, two innings and a clean inning other than two strikeouts. Like I said, Brandon Woodruff would get the loss, and the Brewers are now 15 and 18 they after would, this loss. Unfortunately, they would get one run on six hits. Pittsburgh would get five runs on seven hits and two errors. Yeah, so uh, the Brewers now trail uh, the Cubs in the Central by five. Uh, I'm sorry, check that four and a half games, three and a half coming in. So see if they can get that game right back tomorrow. Uh, your. 
spark of the game in this one, and I'm not sure where to go with this, uh, with Current Electric, call current.com for your superhero electricians. That's call current.com. I mean, JP Fireisen, two scoreless. A little bit of a spark in that bullpen. Keston Hero with the lone RBI. Woody was like, eh, not, it's not a great thing, not a, not a great start. But again, Brandon Woodruff in a little bit of a holding pattern of when he bottoms out, this, this is the type of outing that you get out of him. You know, four, five, six innings, two, three, four runs, somewhere in there. He's, he's about to take that next step, guys. And he's about to take a big step in life, too. And we'll hear from Woody uh, coming up in just a little while. I'm going to give Woodruff the spark of the game. Why? Because he's uh, probably pretty close to boarding a flight back home for a uh, birth of his child. And uh, congratulations on that. But there's your spark of the game with Current Electric. We're going to hear from Keston Hira coming up if you want to squeeze in here. Uh, 414-799-1250. Who will start tomorrow's game? We're speculating on that next Bayview Shade and Blind postgame show after a 5-1 loss. It's the Bayview Shade and Blind postgame show. It's time to go inside the clubhouse to hear what the players are saying after today's game on The Fan. It's brought to you by Windows Select. Right now, buy one and get one free. Plus, no payments until 2021. Call Windows Select today at 262-703-3500. Brandon, was it anything different today to keep the emotions in check knowing what you have coming next? Um, you know, once I got out there, not really. Um, I, I'm, I think I'm pretty good at um, taking distractions away. So when I was out there pitching, nothing. Um, my, my mom was focused on trying to go out there and and um, just make pitches. And, um, yeah, so, I mean, it was, you know, right after the game, I came in and, and, and checked on her. So, um, but, no, she's all good. So I think we're right on time with everything. And um, I told her just don't have the baby – or start having the baby during the middle of the game, please. Uh, I don't want to have to come out. So that didn't happen, thank goodness. So um, that's a positive. What are your uh, travel logistics? Did they, you know, are you flying commercial or did they get you a flight? No, I'm, I'm flying commercial. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go from Milwaukee to Nashville, Nashville um, to Tupelo, which is where I live. So um, I'm going right in to town. I'll be in tomorrow evening um sometime so um and then tuesday morning at 5 30 she's going to get induced so we'll go from from there hopefully everything goes good woody how frustrating was it to just leave a couple of pitches where you didn't want them today and yeah. get pushed out like that um super frustrating um I, I think this is i haven't been this was probably one of the better games I've thrown um, and to come out of it still giving up four runs is another one of those that completely blows my mind. I don't understand it. Um, that's sometimes baseball. <laughs> just It gets you, man. And um, I, I set two pitches um, that I wish I could have back. Um, didn't locate the one well enough to, to Josh Bell and the, um, the one to Polanco was a, not necessarily the wrong pitch, but just a pitch that he could handle because I left it up, and that's kind of 
his swing path. And um, so, yeah, other than those two, I mean, they really didn't do anything. So, I mean, it's kind of, uh, it's a little frustrating um, to know that, you know, I was on track to, to get through the sixth, seventh inning. And then um, the play there at, at um, in the fifth, um, pretty frustrated about that one too. Um, not real sure how they missed that one, but um, with the, with the runner at home. So, um, yeah, I think that kind of cost me going back out for the six, but um, it is what it is. And, you know, a little to fight another day. I'm, I'm going to go home and have this baby and, and be just as happy as ever. So, Woody, it was majority fastballs for you today. I think yeah. it was over 70. Is yeah. that different than how you pitched to them last time, or why was that the game plan today? Um, I, They had a, a few more guys in the lineup that I didn't face last time in Pittsburgh. And for me, fastball strength. So um, it, it, it all depends on count and, and what I'm trying to do. But um, – in those certain situations, I just I'm going to rely on my fastball if if it comes down to it. So, um, you know, maybe maybe that could have got me into trouble a little bit today. Um, I think Bell was obviously sold out on the fastball in that one uh, zero count, and but if I don't throw it in the middle middle end part of the plate and I get it up to where I was trying to throw it, I don't I don't think he he gets to it. But um, yeah, that no. I guess no um, certain reason why I threw that many. It was just because we have the game plan and then that it can all change when you throw pitch one. So um, I just go, go by the feel of the game for me. Brandon, in a normal year, the trade deadline is all this build up and rumors and you yeah. guys probably see some of it and not other. Yeah. What's it been like this year? Because everything is so different and it seems like this is one of them. Uh, yeah, it's it's crazy. Um, I think some teams are, you know, some teams are all in. The Padres have made a, you know, few moves, and um, it's, you know, it's been tough. It's hard to gauge. Like, I mean, with sixty games, do do you really? Do teams really want to part ways with some of their guy? You know what I mean? It's a tough, tough deal. So, um, I mean, you see a little bit of it. You hear a little bit of the chatter, but nothing. You know, I mean, that's it is what it is, and, and nothing's, I guess, final until you get a phone call or they call you in and something happens. So um, I know we've had some stuff going around about our team, you know, certain guys. So um, that's just all hearsay. Uh, nothing, you know, that happens every year with, with uh, people talking and, and, you know, stuff not actually coming to fruition. So, um, but yeah, definitely different this year, I would say for the, for the trade deadline. What do what you got? Seems like every time you guys get close to 500, you slip back a little bit. It's yeah. just so elusive to climb over that hump. Do you still have hope that you guys are going to be able to do it with what you got left to play? Um, I don't know um, how many games we're back right now or what the standings are. Honestly, I haven't really, I've tried not to pay too much attention to it other than just go out and try to um, play and win games. Um, but I, I I think we're still pretty close. If if you can correct me, I'm not sure as far as the wild card game or whatever it is. So um, honestly, we're still. I mean, it's what a, with, with what this crazy season is. We're still in the thick of things. I think if we can just, you know, rattle off 
um, you know, four or five here in a row and, you know, kind of get September's kind of our game, um, you know, the last three or four years. So um, if we can just get hot here towards the end and start winning some games, anything, anything can happen. So, you know, you've seen that the last, last few years. He is right on the money. There's Brandon Woodruff and he suffers his first loss at Miller Park in uh, 18 outings <laughs> since 2018. I mean, think about that. Okay, so he's, he's due one, that's for sure. Law of averages catch up uh, to uh, everybody. But I will say this, he's right on the money. Brewers are in the thick of this thing. And you uh, again, uh, about a week or 10 days ago, we had the conversation about you almost have to change your mindset just a little bit. In this weird season, you do. And I know it's so difficult to do because us baseball knuckleheads are, are used to just a certain way of, of uh, perceiving things and, and viewing things. And this is a little bit different. And even, even me, I have to say, oh, man, they've just fallen out of this thing. But really not true. He's right on the money. Brandon Woodruff says you rattle off you know, four or five games. You're in such a different position than you would have ever imagined. Looking up in the standings now, four and a half back of, uh, of uh, the Chicago Cubs, certainly. But in terms of the entire postseason picture, and that's what you do have to lean on a little bit. Of course, you want to win the World Series, but you got to get in first. He's right on the money. And they can do this. They still clearly have not played their best baseball, despite what you think about the talent level on this team collectively. Despite that, they relative to what they've got, they haven't played their best baseball. It's as simple as that. Keston Hira, he hasn't played his best baseball yet this year. And we're going to see it at some point here in the final month of the season. We're going to hear from him coming up next. Bayview Shade and Blind postgame show, AM 1250, 105.7 FM, The Fan. This is into center field. That's going to drop, and that's plenty good enough for the Brewers to get their first run. As Urias is in from third, RBI single from Hira, and we are tied at one. Yep, handle shot off the bat of Keston Hira. That fastball up, fastball in, and able to dump it in front of Martin in center. And so the Brewers on the board here in the third. That's Matt LaPay and Bill Schroeder on Fox Sports Wisconsin. Welcome back, Bayview Shade and Blind postgame show. Tim Allen, Sam Schmitz has uh, some MLB news and some National League Central scores for you coming up in a little bit. I guess the Chicago Cubs did something that's never been done in the big leagues, I think. Uh, We'll check that out, but there are reports of that, uh, which is not good. Uh, the Cubs do, I think, win. So we'll, we'll get that information coming up in a little bit. You know, the good news, and I don't, I'm don't. i still trying to digest if it's good news or bad news. Um, the bad news is where Christian Yelich and, and Keston Hira sit with their batting averages. Of course, no one's happy with the you know, 220, 225 for Keston Hira and 190 to 200 for Christian Yelich. However, could you look at it this way, that it, it really hasn't, it's been in a holding pattern of that, so, I guess in a, in a in a weird way, you could say that they well, they're not. It's it's not uh, headed in the wrong direction. The arrow's not pointed down anymore. At least it may be flattened a little bit, and now you can start making progress. I don't know. Just trying to <laughs> trying to find the positive. Could be worse. Some just dis- d- disturbing numbers. Yeah, they, I guess they could be worse. 
I mean, they could be down to Omar Narvaez or, a, you know, even uh, Eric Sogard was was uh, yesterday about a buck seventy five. So uh, maybe they can start making their move here. And again, uh, prior to the break, I did say, and I, I truly believe this, relative to what they have, they still haven't played their best baseball yet. Not for a, a stretch of time. I could see this team getting on an eight to ten or eleven game roll where. You know, they they lose three or four in that span, and, and their offense really looks like a 162 season and the way it was assembled. So we'll find out. Keston Hira had the lone RBI in this one. Let's hear from the Brewers' second baseman. Keston, was today kind of a, another frustrating day for the offense? There's a lots of guys on base, but other than your hit, you know, none got knocked in. Yeah, I mean um... – you know, we were able to do our job, get on base. Um, we just got to come up with you know, those timely hits. Um, you know, they kept us off balance, a lot of off-speed pitches. And, um, but, yeah, you know, uh, definitely, you know, a time where you want to you wanna capitalize on any moment you can. Um, and, you know, just weren't able to, to get those clutches, I guess. Keston, is this stuff like the first two games of this series versus today just baseball, or do you think for whatever reason your club has been more inconsistent offensively in terms of putting runs on the board? Uh, I wouldn't necessarily say inconsistent. Um, you know, the past two games, you know, are very good for us. Um, you know, definitely well needed. Um, you know, especially coming off a game like last night, you know, where you're fighting uh, pretty much the whole game and then come back to win. Um, you know, I think, you know, just – Today it was kind of just like baseball, you know. Uh, you know, Woody he still gave us pretty quality start. Um, you know, they just you know, ended up you know pitching a little better, hitting a little better than us today, and um, which is what it is. But you know, tomorrow definitely uh, coming out to to win the series and um, you know keep the momentum going in the second half. Craig talks about putting together pressure innings, and and you guys were able to do that of just putting runners on consistently. Was it just missing that that next hit, Keston mm-hmm. today? Yeah, no, I think that's definitely it. Um, you know, they made good quality pitches um, to keep us off balance, you know, get some soft contact and, um, you know, do their job. So, um, you know, you just got to tip your caps to them at the end of the day and uh, kind of flush everything down that happened and, you know, folks on tomorrow. Preston, after you made that big impact offensively last year, are they pitching you any differently this year? Uh, no, honestly, I think it's more, more or less the same. You know, I think – um, I think I just got to do a better job of, you know, locking in and, uh, getting better understanding. Um, you know, actually I do understand, you know, what they're trying to do to me and just be able to, to stay disciplined and, uh, you know, stick with my approach and, um, you know, that whole thing. So I think, um, you know, today I felt a little better at the plate, um, you know, worked on some stuff with, with Haynes earlier today. And, um, but yeah, no, I think, um, you know, I was happy to get some good swings off I and mean, get a couple barrels in there and then, uh, but, you know, ultimately, you know, just you got to understand what they're doing and be able to execute um, your plan while they're going with their plan. Has it been harder to, per- to prepare this year with the COVID restrictions on hitters? No, no, I don't think that's it. I mean, obviously, it is a weird year, um, you know, given the circumstances of, of COVID and all that. Uh, but at the end of the day, it's, you know, it's baseball. Um, same game you've been playing for a while. And um, especially against a team that I've seen you uh, plenty of times, you know, they you know, they'll pitch you a certain way. So I think it's just a matter of, um, you know, staying disciplined and, um, you know, trusting yourself. When pitchers adjust to you as a hitter, Keston, what's the key to adjusting back? 
when um I think you know at least for me you know I, I'm just trying to stick um to my approach and um you know a lot, a lot of times this season I've gone away from that and um being inconsistent with that at the place so I think it's more of just um being consistent with that you know regardless of you know, if their plan is changing um your your plan's gotta stay the same um and you know just be disciplined with it have you been disappointed you haven't done more damage on fastballs? Uh, I mean, I think, you know, just in general, um, you know, I know I'm better here than that. I know, um, you know, what you know, I can and can't hit. So I think just a matter of um, just getting on time and um, seeing the ball better at the plate and um, you know, just hoping to, you know, finish off the second half strong. You know, we have to remember about Keston Hira about how many Major League Baseball at-bats he has. And we have to keep that in mind. He's one of those players, guys, you hear the uh, term bat-to-ball skills. There's a guy that has barrel-to-ball skills. You're, again, it's, it's, a, it's all part of the process. And he, you heard it from him. A weird year. So there's a lot of factors there. But he is definitely going to be a, a big-time production guy offensively for this baseball team. I have no doubt about that. Defensively, yeah, he's, he's got to get a little bit better. Well, some would say he's got to get a lot better. There's Keston Hira, just a half a season last year, 84 games, and then this year. That's, that's all it is. I mean, you think about that. It's less than one full season of Major League Baseball time. So hang in there for Keston. He'll have a hot streak in him by the time this year is done. Continuing the second half playing well, you made that comment. If you're a betting man, when players make that sort of statement, uh, the Brewers are 2-1 and one in this second half, the back 30, if you will. I would bet a ton of money on the Brewers tomorrow. <laughs> and some are saying, Tim, don't do it. It's the kiss of death. Don't say that. Uh-uh. No, I, I feel good about it. Uh, Brewers uh, have yet to name a starter. There's speculation maybe an Eric Lauer. Is going to be recalled to make that start. It's possible. Uh, I would think maybe a Brent Suter. It's possible to to piggyback with somebody else. Could be a bullpen day. So a lot of different implications there. Uh, Sam Schmitz will uh, check out uh, the news around the league and in the Central. It's the Bayview Shade and Blind postgame show right here on The Fan. Giannis versus Jimmy. It's the Bayview Shade and Blind postgame show, and it's time to check the Major League scoreboard on the fan. All right, 5-1 the final. We're going to turn you loose here to enjoy the rest of your Sunday evening as it has cooled down a little bit. Very comfortable, very comfortable as uh, the Brewers, again, lose today. They're going back to uh, work tomorrow against the Pittsburgh Pirates. Again, speculation. Eric Lauer may start that ball game tomorrow, but... Nothing official as of yet. Woody going to be gone. And it was interesting that uh, Sam, we'll bring in Sam Schmitz here. Interesting, Sam, that Craig Council just a short time ago said we'll have to make some moves. Yeah, because all of a sudden that got me thinking. I was, we were speculating about Lauer, but now it's like, hmm, well, who else do they have up there that we might have forgotten about? Right. And, you know, moves being plural, I don't know. Wouldn't rule out a you know a JP Fire Eisen going down and then a fresh arm, or possibly a bat coming up for the first time. Oh, we'll see. We're gonna find that out. Maybe it's a, a third catcher to be activated. 
Again, J.P. Fireisen pitched two innings today, so it would be an opportunity then to uh, make that move a little bit. But uh, let's check around the National League Central and any other games. I understand there's also a a postponement due to COVID. Yeah, unfortunately, we'll start with that. The Oakland A's and Houston Astros, they had to postpone their game today due to a positive COVID-19 test in the A's organization. So fingers crossed. We'll see what happens with that. I think for the past two outbreaks have been somewhat contained, but Oakland will remain in Houston until contact tracing will be concluded. So back in the NL Central today in St. Louis, the Cardinals avoided the sweep by taking down the Cleveland Indians today. 7-2 to is the final. Tim, on his 39th birthday, Adam Wainwright pitched a complete game, allowing those two earned runs and recorded nine strikeouts as well. Wainwright's now 3-0 and this season after getting wow. the win. Yeah, that that's crazy. And, and those of you over the years may remember on this show that uh, Adam Wainwright many, many years ago, he was just that curveball is just amazing, number one. But I uh, hated him. I did until I got to interview him a few times. <laughs> Again, I go back to that. One of the nicest guys you're ever going to talk to. Just super, very competitive dude. That's oh, yeah. for sure. I got a lot of respect but, for him. Yeah, me too. And me too. Even more so after after talking to him a little bit. All right. So other than that, Dexter Fowler drove in three runs for St. Louis, one of them being a solo home run. The Cardinals now move to 12-13. and 13. They'll head to Cincinnati for a three-game series against the Reds starting tomorrow. Speaking of the Reds, the Chicago Cubs end up splitting the four-game series against Cincinnati. The Cubs win today 10-1 to the final. Kyle Schwarber, Jason Hayward, Ian Happ all recorded two home runs. We did uh, kind of tease it before, and it is confirmed. The Cubs are the first team in MLB history to have all three multiple outfielders rec- uh, record multiple home runs according that's, to MLB that's, stats. That's just ridiculous. It, it, it is, and it sucks that it's that team. Yeah, honestly. right, right. I mean that's that's the ridiculous part. See that's that's the thing about baseball too, Sam. As as you know, you and your pop, big uh, baseball fans, long time, almost in some regard traditionalist, if you will. But you never know what you're going to see at a baseball game. No, and it's just crazy because that got me thinking of like, well, there's like so many better outfields in all of baseball, like the Dodgers. You know, they got Betts and Bellinger, and all these other star-studded outfields. And of course, it's a Outfield of Schwarber, Happ, and Hayward that do the trick. Who'd have thought? Right. right. That's right. just that's baseball. Yuck. That's why we love it. Yeah, that is. Yeah. All right. So Jose Quintana gets his first win of the season by going three innings, allowing one earned run, and recording six strikeouts. Uh, Luis Castillo continues to struggle for the Reds, allowing four earned runs, three of them home runs through five innings pitched. He Having is now zero and five this season. <laughs> Man, there's a tremendous amount of talent there, but there's your growing pains right there for Luis Castillo. Exactly. So now the Reds are fifteen and nineteen. The Cubs are now nineteen and fourteen, and will begin a uh, three-game series against Pittsburgh starting on Tuesday. Uh, other than that, really not. We, we had a couple of trades today, but not anything flashy. I guess the biggest one of today would probably be Mitch Moreland to the San Diego Padres from the Boston Red Sox. Well, there you go. You're up to speed with the uh, Milwaukee Brewers, up to speed with Major League Baseball and the National League Central Brewers after this loss, 15-18. and 18. And they'll go back at it tomorrow, the fourth and final game of this four-game set, to be announced against Trevor Williams. And uh, we'll have the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin on deck show tomorrow at 6 o'clock. Bucks back in play. They are, uh, what, going to play Monday and Wednesday? And I was thinking about this, Sam. Uh, we are a week from Thursday away from the NFL. It's, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to love it, but I'm also, I think I'm going to might go crazy depending on if I got to work something or what, all that, because God, would I love to watch all three of these teams play on one day, but man, would it be stressful to try to cover. 
Well, and that's the thing. That's what I would love, and that's what I do love about this business. I want that to happen as much as possible. Uh, Bucks, Brewers, and, and Packers all in play on the same day. That is cool. Man, that's that's why we do this stuff. All right. Um, but it will be a challenge to cover it. You're right. You're right. With the post-game shows, the pre-game shows, the analysis, all, all the highlights, uh, everything involved with what we do. But uh, going to be fun. That is uh, just on the horizon here. But uh, we'll have that uh, on-deck show for you tomorrow at 6. And after the last pitch, you make the switch uh, to this show, the Bayview Shade and Blind post-game show. You've been doing that for 15 years and uh, a decade and a half and still going strong here. Let's talk some baseball after the Brewers' victory tomorrow against the Pittsburgh Pirates to take three of four. For Sam Schmitz, my name is Tim Allen. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. We'll talk to you tomorrow. And remember, as always, despite the outcome here tonight, smile, Milwaukee. The world will smile back. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.